Welcome back to Conservative Conversations with your host, I'm Reed. And I'm Frank. Today we're going to be talking about Trump's pending indictment, some news out of our allies in Israel, and we're also going to be talking about banning TikTok, whether we should do it or not, and also the new allyship between Ping and Putin. So let's get into it. Alright, so to start it off, let's talk about something that's been in the news for a couple weeks almost now, which is the uh, uh, supposed indictment of, against Donald Trump for alleged uh, election campaign fraud or something like that. Uh, going back to his 2016 campaign when he... Uh, reportedly paid off Stormy Daniels, the adult film actress. And uh, the New York DA, uh, Alvin Bragg, who, no surprise, is another one of these George Soros DAs that we're so fond of around here. Um, He's trying to bring these charges out of the, I guess, Manhattan District Court, District Court something, whatever it is there. And, uh, uh, and there's been a recent development, because um, it all started, uh, let me go back to that, it all started when Trump, a couple weekends ago, announced on, I think, Truth Social, uh, that he was going to be arrested on Tuesday. Oh yeah, and there were some good, like, fake, deep fake videos of him, like, being uh-huh. arrested that floated around the internet, uh-huh. and people were kind of fooled by it. Hmm. Did you hear that at all? I had not heard those, no. You should look into that. There are some headlines about that, for mm. real. There's some good, you know, like, good quality mm-hmm. fake video out there of him being arrested. I believe it. Uh, but that Tuesday came and passed, and uh, he wasn't arrested. And then uh, I think there had been some grand jury testimonies that took place uh, last week at the time that we're recording. And um, one of the big stories out of that is this fellow attorney, um, I forget his first name, his last name, Costello. He uh, was an attorney for a couple of people related to Trump, like um, shoot, Steve Bannon, I believe. Um, and most notably, he advised Michael Cohen, which is, he's part of this whole yeah, he's. I've heard some audio of him. He's sort of like turned informant or sort of thing, isn't he? He's speaking out against Trump and saying, yeah, um, he's talking quite a bit, right? But this um, Costello fellow, one of his testimonies was that Michael Cohen had told him uh, that he was going to deal with the matter himself. This payment of Stormy Daniels, and he had sat down with. Uh, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, and uh, Michael Cohen secured the $130,000 from his own uh, HELOC, which is a home equity line of credit. And um, with that testimony, kind of turned this case upside down a bit, because a lot of people think that now they're not going to pursue the charges, they're going to have to drop it. And uh, I guess we're still waiting to find out about that. Well, of course they're going to have to drop it. This has all been done already. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's one of the the things that uh, some people keep pointing out is is the case itself is, like, not even within the jurisdiction of 
the attorney because it's a federal. What at this point it's probably not even within the statute of limitations. Right. Yes, that's what I was going to get to next. Yeah, it's expired on. Um, you would say multiple grounds. Right. It's like, exactly. It's just what you would call. What do they call it? A, you know, when they say that it's stupid, what's the legal way to say a st- frivolous? Yeah, frivolous. A frivolous and capricious. Lawsuit. Yeah, and capricious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. Um, when it's one of those where it's like try and try and try again. Right. It's, yeah, it's one of these other witch hunts. I'm sure Donald Trump called it that himself. Sure. Uh, and it pretty much is like what uh, if he wasn't running again, I doubt they'd be doing it. And it's. A bun- uh, you know, big waste of time. When do you mind if I ask you this? Sure. You just brought up a sort of a phrase, uh, the HELOC, because yeah. I've been taking notes, right? Uh-huh. So what is that again? Do you care to remind me? A home equity line of credit. So wouldn't this indem? How would you say that indemnify or or I don't implicate? Wouldn't this implicate that person? Yeah, Michael Cohen. Like way more than it would Donald Trump. I mean, this guy's taking, he's right. made the payments. That's what the records show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. According <laughs> I mean, to it's this, like, um, attorney Costello's testimony. Yeah. When it's like, if, if that's immoral or illegal or whatever, shouldn't he have raised some fuss then? It's right. almost like he's trying to save his own butt or something like right. that. I don't, it seems to me to be more damning. On the part of Michael Cohen, that's probably right. why he's out there blabbing so much. Yeah, trying to save his own behind. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think this is going anywhere, and a lot of people think it's going to end up helping Trump's campaign, sort of. You know, in the way that um, when they did the raid on Mar-a-Lago, a lot of people thought it kind of boosted his uh, approval ratings, if you will. And um, I don't know how much it will help. I mean. I've I've stated on this uh, show before that I'm pretty much ready to move past Donald Trump. Uh, uh, He has not been the most um, effective in his uh, post-presidency. In a way, he has, though. He keeps stirring the pot. A lot of them just go away. Sure. I do get that. Or or they pull strings, think about Obama, Mm -hmm. from behind the curtain. Right. You know, and... He d- he still has been a very public figure. He's right. always been a public figure. Sure, and I still think he has that going for him. Right. I mean, there's times where Donald Trump is not my favorite person, but I think I'd still vote for him. I I definitely would if he if he makes I don't it know to that, the general. I don't know that he's sure. my ideal candidate. See, exactly. that's where we'd agree. Is right. if you're a primary voter, I don't know that Donald Trump's my right. primary vote. But right. if he makes it to the general, then. Uh, of course. Come of course. on. <laughs> right. It's going to be that guy. Right. You know? Yeah. But uh, how much... That's a good question, though, especially on a conservative radio channel or podcast channel such as ours, is do you think he has the muster to make it through the primary? That'd be a really good... You know, maybe we should follow that up with a more yeah. in-depth kind of conversation. But... Right. Um, especially at this point. You know? At this point, I... I do think he would have a fairly good chance of getting through the primaries. At, the primary. At, right, at this point. Um, but I'm, like we said, like you just said, and I said, I, he's not going to be in my vote unless, uh, I guess, unless for some reason Ron DeSantis decides he's not going to do it. And then 
if Trump's the only one I like, then of course I'll go vote well, for Well, see, him that's in my trouble, though, is we're talking in pr- primary. Right. So let's just say you, between you and me, sure. this would have to be the conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the primary. Right. So who else would have to be running? You know, we've done this already. You talk about DeSantis. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I feel like the whole, like, there would, how should I put this? My question would be who's the better candidate than Trump? Do you think DeSantis? You kind of hint to that. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. think there's others? Um, better. Uh, better. Or like more viable, you know? Oh, um, not at the moment. I I don't think so. So you think it's like a DeSantis Trump pretty much question? That's what it comes down to. I think so. This year. Um, I don't think Nikki Haley is going to oh, do give me well. A break. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she's going to do well in the primaries at all. Um, browsing through our own I think pe- I think I even already forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that is interesting. Right. She, I mean, I don't know. She was good for what she did. Yeah. She was a good ambassador to the UN sure. or whatever she did. Right. But and um and earlier no. this morning I was browsing through the news across the web page on our website mm-hmm. which you can check out to see some headlines from uh, contemporaryconservative.net. Exactly. And I saw one article that said that Chris Christie might jump in. Well, of course he will, because that's what they do. Right. Uh, that's why he's paid, you know, that's yeah. why they do his comedy. I, I don't think he'll make it very far in the primary. So, I, yeah, I... I think it, Chris Christie is good, though, as a figurehead, mm-hmm. because he really does know how to speak truth to power, and even... I mean, I don't know how to put it. I don't feel like he's just a shill, even though he probably is. You know, right. he's just like everybody else. He gets sure. paid. He gets paid to do that stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I actually do think that he's good, and he knows the people of New Jersey. And when he went around, you can go back. This is There's some great footage on YouTube of Chris Christie as governor at these public halls. He held public halls, and he would sit there. I mean, I think it's a cultural thing. He would sit there and argue with these people. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of looks like the original Congress. So I don't know what to tell you, except I have a lot of respect for Chris Christie. I'd never vote for him for president. Right. <laughs> but I do have a lot of He's sure. a wonderful person. I think it's interesting the sort of point of view that he brings. Mm-hmm. And I think he serves a sort of role in the chess game of politics. Sure. You know? Yeah, I so, get that. Right. I get why he would do it, but it's really just to like sort of push a point mm-hmm. or steal votes or sort of guide votes. Let's put it that way. Or I maybe think. hope that he'll get a cabinet spot or something like that. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, he probably has personal ambitions as exactly, well. Yeah. And, and there might be positions he'd be very well suited for. Right. So, I mean, sure. I wouldn't want to knock him. I, I might want him in my cabinet if I were president tomorrow. Sure. I don't know what position but i like the dude right i don't trust the dude <laughs> i think he weighs more than a piano right so i might trust him as far as i could sling a chris christie <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but right. i like him he's a good guy yeah i mean uh i definitely would like to see a nice variety of people running in the primary to help kind of mix it up and get different points of view out exactly there. um but ultimately yeah i do think it's pretty much going to come down to trump and DeSantis. uh given that he announces which seems pretty likely i mean 
he's going to all these different states. He's, I think he just recently went to Iowa. He's he's been several different places and he's doing his rally thing. Yeah, again. exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's I think that's probably what it'll be. Those two mostly battling it out for the nomination. And to bring it back to the original topic of the Trump indictment, um, I think it does somewhat rally his base. Uh, there are a lot of people that are. Probably going to be fired up, just as I mentioned they were with the Mar-a-Lago stuff, no doubt. And uh, I don't think this indictment's going to go very far. It's got no got no teeth on it. Well, I think that you bringing all of that back to point actually puts us right back on track, you mm-hmm. know? Because probably the next thing that I was going to talk about was the... There's a lot of news about the protests over in Israel right now. Mm -hmm. There have been a lot of protests over there because it's kind of similar. You might compare Benjamin Netanyahu to President Trump. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have. They were good allies. They got along really well. Our nations got along really well. They, You know, we could say names Mm -hmm. and we could go a little sort of left of center or right of center. I don't know how you want to look at it, but we could say Jared Kushner and we could say, you know, some stuff we could sure. we could go down that rabbit hole. But if you look at it, he's also being prosecuted too. He's actively um on trial mm-hmm. for corruption. <clears throat> um because he, well, I mean, you know, that goes back to before right. now. But right. he's on, he's he is Trump, trumped up on corruption charges, uh-huh. and um, you know whether you believe in that or not, there's a big sort of fight going on right now, and that's why people are out on the streets. Is there's a fight between Israel's judiciary and the executive? Yeah, I've heard a little bit about this. When it kind of rings true to what's happening here and with Trump, mm-hmm. and he's being pursued in New York and in Florida and everywhere he turns, and on a federal level, and he was the president, so does he have exoneration? Mm-hmm. Does he have? You know, there's sort of this. Qu- play with the executive and the judiciary Mm -hmm. right and you see the same thing going on in israel but the thing that's unique in what's happening in israel right now is that there have been tens of thousands of people showing up to the these demonstrations Mm -hmm. and there's some really good audio if you care to go research it uh it'll be provided in the show notes but um there's a good clip that i'm going to provide um of you know a couple people one male in particular being interviewed about what's happening over in israel right now and he says you know one of the troubles with uh democracy is that a lot of stuff gets put into like committee and put into these smaller closed Mm -hmm. door meetings we see the same thing here sure where it becomes sort of more controlled than it is public It almost becomes more private than it is public. And it's sort of the antithesis of what the government is. So it's an interesting argument to hear, especially from somebody who's not an American, to to say such a thing, you know? Right. But I would say that Israel was founded on very democratic, you know, ideals and and principles, if you will. Um, But anyway, so he's talking about there was this move where... Um, this, the defense minister, Yolav Golan, Yolav Golan, 
Something like that. He got fired. Who does that sound like? Fired by (laughs) Benjamin Netanyahu. Because Mm -hmm. he ended up siding with the protesters and saying that these... Well, he broke ranks. That's how the news agencies are reporting. He broke ranks with the regime, the government, and and he sided with these tens of thousands of protesters who are saying that, you know, these judicial reforms are kind of suspect, mm-hmm. like the kids say, sus. They're kind of suspect uh-huh. and questionable because Netanyahu is under scrutiny right now for these past allegations uh-huh. or whatever. And, um, you know, he has his own point. He thinks that there's a balance to be won back between the judiciary and the executive. Right. So, you know, I just thought, I just kind of latched on to that because it only seems like what's happening now. Trump's been tried from every angle. Right. And there's been questions of, what kind of power he had as our executive, mm-hmm. as our president, versus what he has to provide to the state, what he has to prove for his business, what kind of... It sort of is a game of, like, where can we screw him? Right, yeah, they're they're not stumbling upon a crime and trying to solve it. They're, they have a suspect in mind, and exactly. they're just trying to find the crime. Exactly. Any crime. Where's the crime? There's yeah. gotta be one. He's... Right. We hate him. Exactly. So there's got to be something. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. Um, some of the stuff I heard about, like, with these judicial reforms in Israel, um, still related to, like, uh, over in, in their government, their judiciary isn't uh, beholden to any sort of constitution like ours is for, right, right. for what that's worth these days right. in our country. But it's... It's not written out exactly what the judiciary is supposed to do in relation to when like I find that interesting and stuff. I'm glad that you can provide more conversation to that point because um, one of the things that I don't understand and that I failed to research before going mm-hmm. to air is I don't understand that difference. You know, I mean, there, he's being sued over a certain subject. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's here in my notes. I'm just failing to see it very well. But right. Well, I don't completely or fully understand it. Um, ben Shapiro has done a pretty good breakdown of it on uh, one of his recent episodes. If I can find it, I'll... Well, it says... Oh, here's my notes. Put this is notes. what it says. Is that what they want is mm-hmm. for the ministers to have more control over the appointment of judges. Hmm. Okay. That's what I've been failing to read. My own handwriting. Sorry. I'm sorry. But it is here in my notes. It's going to give... These new reforms are going to give the ministers more control over the appointment of judges. Right. So it begs the question, and this isn't what I researched. I This is what I failed to research. Mm-hmm. Is who appoints the ministers? Who are the ministers? I. This is what I don't understand about their government structure, uh-huh. you know, or whatever. I, I don't see, you know... There's a level to this that I don't see, that I can't see, because right. I don't live there. I'm not familiar sure. with the culture and the government structure. Right. Um, I don't know how the ministers are chosen either, if they're elected or appointed by the prime minister. Well, and that's what it says here, though, is 
the ministers would have more control. So mm-hmm. who has control? Who gets to appoint all these things? If do you see what I'm saying? It couldn't be like Netanyahu, right? Because it seems like he's pushing for the ministers to. So surely he wouldn't be relinquishing power. Well, okay, if you're trying to ask who appoints like the judges and stuff. Yes, because okay. it says the ministers would have more control. Right. Um, from my understanding, going back to some of what Ben Shapiro has explained, is that the judges are picked by like some kind of... Um, direct vote or something? Like no, direct democracy um, or what? Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, yeah, but it, like I said, from my understanding, and I don't completely get it... Uh, a board. Or, yeah, a board. I mean... <laughs> Uh, that's probably what I was looking for, some kind of board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, from what I believe I understand, it's like past judges. Um, oh, I see. And maybe like oh, some see. kind of representative. But it's like from, a hierarchy like, if you think of it that way. And it's like a passing of the crown. It seems kind of corrupt. Seems very corruptible. Right. Wouldn't you say? Sure. Because I mean, it's almost like a bloodline, except it's more like... A passing of the because I'll just think there was a famous. This is just a story I'll just tell you know because this is just a conversation. Right. But do you remember when? um, Who's that corrupt leader of Cuba? The one we all know, Fidel. Yeah. Uh huh. When he died, right. His brother Raúl. Uh huh. Took over. Yeah. And there was a famous um, political cartoon that went around the newspapers because you know those things are syndicated. They're nationally. They're published nationally. Mm Mm-hmm. Where it was the passing of the cane uh-huh. from Raul to Fidel. And that's how I almost see, you know, I'm just trying to make an analogy, but it's it's almost just like a passing of corruption. Right, yeah. Yeah, um, but like I said, I'll try to find some clips of what I, of Ben Shapiro explaining that, because I think he does a pretty decent job. And um, hopefully listeners will... Get a better understanding of what's going on with their. Well, of course, I'm not trying to call Netanyahu corrupt or anything like that. I like Netanyahu. I like him a lot. But, you know, there are questions raised, just like there's questions being raised in our country right Right. now. What, What kind of. Where are these separations of powers? Right. You know, and it's not as detailed. Well, it's not as well detailed for them. As it is for us, right? I think. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's just a uh, pretty interesting story. Um, I had only just recently heard about the protests going on. I knew they were trying to make these reforms to the judicial system and stuff like that, but I hadn't quite heard about the the protest yet. Well, I might not have heard about the protest in Israel. I believe you said there's thousands of them. Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Oh. Yeah, they stopped up the streets and everything. Right. But I did hear about a few handfuls of protesters uh, the other day protesting to keep TikTok uh, here in America. Because, as some people may have heard, um, the Congress and senators are trying to pass a bill to ban TikTok from uh, devices in America, the United States. And... um, some people, I guess, love TikTok so much that they're going to go out and protest it. Uh, but I think we should ban it. Um, Why? Uh, I believe it's Chinese spyware that the communist government in China has access to. 
and um, if it's not safe for uh, our public employees of the government to have it on their devices, it's not safe for the rest of us Americans. And not just that, um, there are several reports of like the types of content that it, um, like the algorithms uh, push onto some of the users, uh, particularly children. Um, I think New York Post uh, recently had a pretty good report on this. Um, one of their reporters uh, signed up as both uh, like a 14-year-old boy and girl, and uh, she did a report on some of the stuff that uh, was being shown shown to him. Um, uh, what an interesting <laughs> sociological experiment. <laughs> That, I mean, and that's something anybody could do. Yeah. Anybody could do. And and I'll link to that article of that um, reporter from New York Post, what they talked about. But I think that's interesting, you know, because there's a lot of platforms where people are afraid to experiment Mm -hmm. your, how should I say, experience. There, There are a lot of platforms people are afraid to experience because they're nervous, you know, about what might be required, what kind of information they have to give away Mm -hmm. to to participate on these platforms and you know you often see it in the negative aspect where people can give false information and create false profiles and mm-hmm. do a lot of harm under false pretenses right but you also i mean i would just throw this out there that you also can go experiment you can experience mm-hmm. you can try things under a pseudonym that you don't have to give your email you can create a false email you can you don't have to use your username you can give a fake username you don't have to give your password you can give a fake password and you could go try this for yourself anybody could do this it doesn't have to be i mean you just said this was a new york post report Mm -hmm. but any let's say a grandmother any grandmother afraid for her grandson her 16 year old grandson could create a, a profile right and see what kinds of behaviors mm-hmm. and you know norms social norms sure. social values are expressed are exhibited right. on these sorts of applications and right. these websites anybody yeah. could do this right and i i would encourage any parent who does have you know teenagers or young kids to do so i mean not even not, not even just with tiktok any social media app for that for that matter but um i guess uh, particularly tiktok since that's the point of this topic because um, it's, it's not even some of the stuff that it shows to, to kids uh, i was listening to a podcast recently that um, talks all about apple products and news sure. and stuff like that mm-hmm. and one of their hosts you're talk. an Apple user. Right, yes. And one of their hosts um, talked about they had to create an account to um, write a story about TikTok. And this gentleman, he's probably at least 50 years old, I'd say. Um, and he said, like, one of the first things that it started showing him when he created his account was uncomfortable images of young women that he certainly did not want to be looking at. Like, right away. After, because um, I believe when you can't you create your account, you give like basic demographic info, like your age, sure. your 
and so it might suggest like off that you're right. a, you're a 50 year old man you might want to look at these very young women <laughs> right stuff like I that. get it yeah I get what you're seeing and, and I'm I don't, I'm not trying to you know speak right. over you but to cut through the stuff that's kind of what the algorithm is right. doing right yeah it's cutting through the stuff and it's saying hey you're a 55 year old male you might want to look at this 19 year old female right yeah and one of the ex- or some of the examples is going back to the New York Post reporter gave is that um, some of the stuff that she would see when she was um, created the account for a young girl was like these uh, stuff about like eating disorders and um, this transgender stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Trying to be fit, thin, mm-hmm. fit in these boxes, trying right. to. F- sort of check these boxes off where right. you want to be attractive or whatever, be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, be yeah. appealing. Right. So I I definitely don't have a problem with it uh, with TikTok being banned. I know one of the devil advocates argument is, I mean, it happens on other platforms, but I think for the one of the main purposes of banning TikTok is that we know it's tied to the Chinese government. It's like a propaganda. Well, and that's one of the keys, for them. in my right. opinion. That's what you'd have to ask of these Americans, mm-hmm. you know, Be, because you'd have to say, you know, there are alternative platforms, right. and even if there weren't before TikTok, right. yeah, there are now. Yep. So many platforms have adapted to compete. Right, like you the know, YouTube which Shorts. What the business model is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So. Yes, TikTok is novel. Right. That's how we'd say it. It's different. It changed the playing field. But that doesn't mean that TikTok, you know, is owed your allegiance or anything like that. There's nothing about TikTok other than a model. Right. And um, I saw... It's like the mousetrap. Can I just say that? Sure. Just for like, you know, relative educational purposes. But it's the idea that... I created a mousetrap. Nobody can create a better mousetrap. But there are. There's there's a million ways to make a mousetrap. Right. So there's no such thing as no better way to make them. Because of course there's a better way to make a mousetrap. Right. Right? I yeah. mean, do you see what I'm saying? And that's all it is. It's just a model. Right. Yeah, so I, uh, like I said, I definitely don't have a problem with banning TikTok. I think we should, uh, particularly from the aspect of like national security. And I'm not even sure if, you know, if... You might say personal security. If you well, that too. Mm-hmm. Um, personal and uh, national. That's, that's well, good. because it does beg into question. I know you want to make another point, And obviously you're welcome to do so. Uh-huh. I'm not going to stop you. But a person should be concerned about where their data goes to. Right. And if you know that it's going to nefarious purposes, nefarious right. parties, negative things, you... There are alternatives. That's right. what I've been trying to say. There's other places where you can get the same content, literally the same content. Yeah, right. Um, but the only other thing I was getting ready to say was um, one of the proposals is that some American company buys the TikTok. And I don't think that's really going to work because I'm not sure how you would ensure that the data still doesn't go back to the Chinese government. Well, I think it's one of those things where, like, the hopefully, because who knows what's actually going to happen. Right. But hopefully the name of TikTok will be so tarred and right, feathered. Exactly. 
Right. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, there's already alternatives like right. we've just discussed. Mm-hmm. So maybe these alternatives will, you know, taste a little cleaner, a little mintier. Maybe people will turn towards the alternatives rather mm. than the TikTok. Right. Yeah, hopefully. Um, that'd be good. Either it finds a way to die out on its own or we ban it. That'd, that'd be all right with me. Well, I would say, you know, I don't want to go too nuanced, but we've seen this on a historical level, though, where good ideas, like TikTok. Mm-hmm. Sure. What are they? They're very simple, very catchy, mm-hmm. short sure. yep. videos. <laughs> Uh huh. Okay. Well, that's been adapted. Back in the nineties, there was a platform called Vine. Yeah, it did that. Is it the original TikTok? There are arguments for it. You go on, you go on certain sites like you know what's that one where you have a username? Um, Reddit. You go on certain sites like that, and you, you can have whole discussions about Vine being the original TikTok. Right. They were just these short little looped videos. Yeah, six seconds. I remember it was like big in uh, like late high school, college. So this is not novel. It's just catchy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So there's no agree. reason. Just because it's caught on and it's big, that doesn't mean you have to bow down. And I think that's the mistake that's been made. I mean, right. I think it goes back George... Bush era, too big to fail. Mm-hmm. See, it, it's that kind of corrupt thinking where you have to right. kowtow to these companies. Yeah, because they keep saying, oh, there's 150 million Americans on the platform. But no, there's somebody who's, there's a bigger fish out there right now. Yeah. There's somebody bigger than TikTok right now. They just haven't hit the news yet. Right. It ain't going to be TikTok forever. It's just TikTok right now. Right. And uh, to tie it up real quick, uh, Brett Baer from Fox News, uh, he does um, a weekly podcast. He actually does two of them. Um, the one particular is uh, Common Ground. Uh, he usually has on a Republican and Democrat of you know various Yeah, houses. where they find common ground. Exactly. I get yep. it. Okay. And his most recent one... Um, had to do with TikTok, and I wish I had wrote down the representatives' names. Um, but their one of their things that they're talking about is if they can't get TikTok banned, they're at least trying to propose um, reforms to how uh, how and what types of data companies can collect. And in particular, um, they want to try to get a law passed that um, anybody 17 and under can't their data can't be tracked. Well, hopefully, if they can't uh, ban TikTok, uh, they'll at least be able to get some reforms done to help minimize what they're doing. Yeah, there's been a lot of news about Putin and how he's been cuddling up to China. You know, this almost links, it's almost related. The fact that China has been schmoozing, in a sense, they've been cuddling up back and forth. Putin and China, Xi Jinping... Over the last several weeks, they've um, tried to initiate what's quoted as being a new era of strategic partnership. Mm. Certain news sources have said that this will be useful for Xi, but it's vital for Putin at this point to use China's resources, China's Uh help, China's influence, yada, yada. 
they've made certain agreements. They've sat on camera mm -hmm. and they've made certain guarantees to each other in regards to energy, trade, and technology. They're going to share, you know? Right. I, this has been coming down the pike for a long time. I think we've talked about it before on this channel. Right. I'm definitely not surprised. I mean, a lot of, especially the Western world has cut Russia off from a lot of they're desperate. goods and stuff. You might call yeah. them both desperate in sure. a way. And it's interesting how they just cut Japan out of it. Because, you know, Russia hates Japan and China hates mm -hmm. Japan. And in a way, I didn't know this for a long time, but this is almost controversial. So you can cut this out if you want to, because I didn't plan on saying this. But after World War II, we basically owned Japan. We we took over some of their strategic land. Mm -hmm. We own <laughs> bases in Japan. We Japan's a huge strategic center point for American forces. Right. And we're right in between... China in Russia mm -hmm. and that's where this goes to that discussion so see I'm not trying to dwell it just it does happen to matter because China and Russia are kind of trying to work around Japan which is right in between <laughs> right yeah Japan and Russia share a border you know and they hate each other that goes way back way back they hate each other and plus if you stack on top of that there's been a lot going on between North Korea and South Korea. Because of what happened in World War II, we own the Marshall Islands. We own all this stuff. We, right. We're right there, you know? Mm -hmm. We're pressing right up against China and their interests. Right, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And we also have quite the contract with South Korea. Quite the agreement mm -hmm. with South Korea. Yep. And so it's interesting to see, just as a conversation, this confluence. North Korea is being quite active now, too. Mm -hmm. They've just started testing some cruise missiles. They've done it before, but now they're doing it right. again, big time. And one of the biggest things that just happened, you can find this, too, and the links will be provided, but the U.S., and South Korea have just practiced some war games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I've heard about this. Yes, I'm sure you have. And also, the, one of the things that you'll see, this is Frank Reynolds speaking about the news. But one of the things that you'll see is nuclear keeps getting mentioned over and over and over. And part of these war games is they're preparing for nuclear. It's in the links. It's in the reporting. I did not make this up. I couldn't. I wouldn't do such a thing. But they're worried about nuclear power. These are part of the trainings, mm -hmm. the war games that they're doing. Um, and one of the biggest things that's come out of all this, this gets a little gossipy, you know, for a news channel. But Kim Jong-un, who's one of the biggest ones, he's been testing all these things, you know. He's right there by North Korea. He's right in between Japan and China and right where U.S. is very concerned. We have a lot of concerning things going on over there right now. He's, cons uh, how would you say it? He has brought forth his daughter, exposed. That's the word I'm looking for. His daughter's been present. She's been an 8 out of 10, excuse me, that's not true. 8 out of the 10 times she's been spotted 
have been at military events. Mm-hmm. So there's questions of whether she's being groomed to take over for her father, you know? And there's questions about that and why she would be brought forward now and why she's just becoming a public figure. Mm-hmm. And what they mean, I mean, if they're ramping up nuclear, if we're talking nuclear, remember? What's the point of bringing forth your child, your replacement, your daughter? It's sort of a head scratcher, wouldn't you say? It's a conflicting message to bring out your mm-hmm. protege, your daughter, your f- the fruit of your loins. Right. When you're talking, when we're potentially talking about world destruction. Well, it's probably uh, a big bluff from him. Not his daughter, but his nu- his nuclear talk. If- but see, I love yeah. that. I mean, sh- I'm sure all the nuclear stuff's yeah. bluff. I mean, because one of the things I always think about is, you know, whether it be Russia, China, North Korea, uh, once they set off the nuclear stuff, what what do they expect to have left for them to control? The whole world's gonna be blown up, basically. So I mean, I don't. It doesn't make sense that any actual world leader like them would want to. Uh, but do it such is a interesting. Thing. You're a psych major. I don't know if you want this on record or not, but I'd love to ask you. I mean, what would you think? We can say that these are crazy, they're despots, you know? That's the definition of the word. They're crazy dictators, they're Uh crazy people. But what would make somebody risk nuclear war? I mean, could you imagine such a thing? What? You think that tiny half an island is worth destroying (laughs) the world? I don't... What could make somebody think that thing? That they're, they're a king? They're the... Dictator? What's he called? Um, Un. Dear leader? Yeah, but I mean, what's his role? Uh, I don't He's know. dear leader. He's the leader. Yeah, I mean, I'm not uh, fighting you. I'm just like, saying, I, I don't bet there's you, a like, I don't know proper... if he, I know what you're looking for. Like, I don't know if he's called yeah. the president or whatever, right, prime minister. Right. But he's what his the figurehead. Sure. How about that or something? He's the leader. Uh-huh. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> dear leader. Yep, 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 yep. But, I mean, yeah. it's crazy, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. How much does he know? Does he really know the globe? Does uh-huh. he know science? Does he know math? To think that he, from half an island, mm-hmm. can control the world? I mean, this isn't 1650. This isn't 1300. Right. This isn't... <laughs> this isn't back before Christ. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with people? I don't know. Uh, they, my guess is if they threaten nuclear power, people are going to be cowardice enough to bend their knees to them, I guess, is what they would expect out of it. That's what's really terrible, though, is even our government is reacting as if, mm-hmm. you know, as if. Right. Well, And we're not just saying as if. Right. As if, like the 90s, you know, Uh like blonde, like toss your hair, as if, no, we're actually acting as if they're a real threat. Mm -hmm. And that's what baffles me is why? I don't know. Um, Like I'm sure I've mentioned before, talking about things, international affairs if now like between now and the next election is the time for all of our enemies to make their moves because the current administration has not shown their enough you know strength to stand up against all of them when i think it's happening 
Yeah. Because on the opposite side of the coin, I mean, it's like we've just said. They've just met. Xi Jinping Mm -hmm. and Putin have just met. Mm -hmm. And they're calling it, this is quote unquote, they're calling it a new era of strategic partnership. Yeah. They are trying, they've established. Mm -hmm. I already said it. I know I did. I know I read this before. But they're trying to create new contracts between those governments in energy, technology, and trade. They're trying to cut us out of everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, Well, I think uh, for the time being, they're going to be successful. And I think if a Democrat were to take the uh, White House again in 2024, they'd still probably be successful. Hopefully not. I mean, that's... I think what's interesting is we're the. I still think we have a trademark. If you take what I'm saying Mm -hmm. on consumerism, yeah, I still think we lead the world in that. Even though we may not lead the world in population, sure. I there's something about us, you know. They in in history, and it's crazy that it's history. It's a it's a liberal history, but they (laughs) teach it as American exceptionalism. Yeah, and I think it's true because even these nations that have crazy populations Uh uh-huh all they can do is emulate us right why is that um because we're unique yeah and i think it takes more than just the government it takes spirit right exactly the spirit of america if you will of course esprit de corps that's what you the spirit of the body Hmm. that's a, a french expression esprit de corps Mm -hmm. and it means the spirit of the body and that's where we come from do you know they call us the um it's something it's very similar in french esprit de sta something like that where the united you know like a united spirit like Mm -hmm. we have a united concept a united front a united idea sure that's but that's how most nations know us, is we are the united concept, right. if you will. Yeah. I I'm mean, telling you that as a linguist major, but it's more like states. Mm-hmm. We are like country, you know. I mean, the best example is the fact that we have so many people trying to enter our country all the time. If if we weren't one of the because better places Because if you look be, at what I just said, esprit de corps... That's uh-huh. how it is in French, because they want to join the body. We're right. a healthy body. And it's like they want to become part of this body. They want to come. See? They right. want to join. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't see this uh, partnership working out too well if we get the right uh, leaders in our government soon. So, That's what's important, though, is because right. I think we're failing on leaders these days but i think that's a separate conversation that our views will have to turn into yeah um definitely we have to try and take notes on because we point out a couple separate conversations we might have to come Mm -hmm. back to indeed uh, and that's how conversations should be right and that's partly why the name of the show is conservative conversations (laughs) boy did we know what we were doing exactly and for we're smart people. Yep. If you enjoyed this conversation, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. You can find the audio on YouTube. You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, many others. 
And now, introducing, if you go to Red Circle, and there'll also be links in the show notes, you can donate to our show, each show, uh, Conservative Conversations, and our other show, the Wiki Wacky Radio Show. Um, if you do that, we'd greatly appreciate it, and we love your support, and uh, for continuing to listen to what we have to say. If you find yourself to be an interested party following what we do, please donate. We would appreciate that. It would do us huge favors. There is overhead. There is cost. A conservative-minded person would know that. And as always, thanks for listening.